Welcome to the Sparkle Pod, Move It Mama's safe haven for our weekly waffly chats. An avenue for us to answer listener questions, connect more with our members and shed light on our weekly ebbs and flows. If you want to work out with us, join us at moveitmama.co.nz and if you like our podcast, please hit like and subscribe. Hey guys, welcome back. The Sparkle Pod is deep diving today. Not that we ever don't, but today's chat is very much an open one. On Friday, 16th of Feb, Lise did a pretty big and rather vulnerable post on the Move It Mama Facebook page, opening up on lots of things, but in short a lot to do with what she's been doing over the last little while that has enabled her to feel the best she's felt in a really, really long time. With about 130 comments on the post and a number of DMs, we know that her feelings are relatable to many. If you haven't seen the post, it's worth reading. So today we're going to try and talk about this post in a little more detail, among other things that pop up and whatever other tangent we go on. Um, Full disclosure, we have actually attempted to talk about this post before, but being a pretty sensitive subject, it takes uh, another go this week. So anyway, we're here, Lisa's on the mic, let's see how this goes today. Kia ora, Lisa Fong. Hello, darling. It's my problem, actually. This, well, it's not my problem, but we actually did record this on Monday. Mm. And I listened to it, and mm. Jessie listened to it, and I just felt like it needed to be re-recorded because, as you alluded to in the intro, it is a little bit of a sensitive subject, and I don't want it to be delivered or interpreted in any negative light so I just feel like we could just try again and mm-hmm. um speak to it in a another way another attempt yeah yeah so first things first if you haven't kind of seen this post Lisa was just talking about in short which like lots of you will have heard her mention and talk about trying to sort out her hormones and she's done everything under the sun to try and do that as as a lot of you may know but um possibly in the last kind of six months has been trying a few other things and one thing she mentioned was fasting to her cycle and that's the main topic that we're a little bit like um, antsy to talk about Mm. because you know you should know as a listener that we are not like keen on diet culture or anything like that but um, you would also know if you know us well which I have been talking to a couple of people this morning about, that we are transparent and mostly we talk about things quite openly and honestly. And so that's where it comes quite naturally for Lise to probably want to share a bit more about this and and talk to it rather than kind of hide away from it. And also you should know that just to be clear, this has all been in a bid to make Lise feel better. Um, I think she shouldn't have to justify herself if she was fasting to lose weight. However, just to set it out from the get-go that this has been a major project of hers to feel good and basically in short sort her hormones. So that's the major caveat I would state from the beginning. And another thing, like you said just then about how we're pretty open with stuff, Um, if you're in Move It Mama and you do my workouts or you follow Instagram, um, over the last few years, I've often um, told you all about my struggles with PMS and PMDD and um, all that comes with that. And then sort of over the last six months, 
months, I haven't really talked about it as much. And I think mm-hmm. that's because I've found a sort of a sweet spot with it. So like I haven't talked about it because the sweet spot has been this kind of like fasting journey as well as other things like exercising to my cycle and stuff, but I haven't quite known how to um, communicate it in a way that like, I don't want people to think that I'm just not eating or whatever. And I just wanted to be really, I want to be really careful about my um, delivery of my findings and my research and all that. So I've kind of shied away from talking about it over the last year. So Mm -hmm. I suppose, and that sort of feels a bit weird for me because I am so open normally. So I decided to do that post last week and sort of laid it all out on a platter kind of thing. Someone actually commented that with a platter. Mm-hmm. something about a platter <laughs> mm-hmm. and just to sort of kind of uh explain the sort of adventure I've been on post having children after Tay my littlest my fourth baby was about three it all started to kind of rear its ugly head like I had never experienced with these symptoms before PMS and rage and all that kind of stuff really terrible skin really sore breasts boobs um, and, you know, extreme kind of almost depression in the second half of my cycle. Anyway, so um, I, over the last year, feel like I've kind of got on top of these things, but I didn't quite know how to tell you all and deliver it all in a way that would really cover all my bases and make sure you can understand. So I've just, yeah, took to the post last week and wrote a comprehensive um, blurb. It took me mm-hmm. a long time. And I wanted to make sure I worded it correctly as well. And then from that, we've had a lot of comments on it and a lot of messages um, and wanting to sort of know, talk a little bit more about it. So mm-hmm. here we go again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think you realize that you can be quite influential to people in your position. So that's just, uh, you know, another thing that. A, you kind of have been hesitant to, like, you know, perhaps influence people with if they sh- if they sort of sort of should find themselves sitting there influenced and whether they should be type thing. You know what I mean? Yes, because yeah. as we know, <laughs> one size doesn't fit all. And mm-hmm. um, I got a numerous, you know, um, messages from people over the past few years saying this has really helped me. Why don't you try that? Which was always greatly received. So I would go and try that, but often it wouldn't work or, and it would feel a bit, um, oh, damn it, it help for them. Why is it not helping for me? So me sharing this doesn't mean that it's going to help for you either, but it's Mm -hmm. just because I do get a lot of questions about like, how is it all going? Mm -hmm. I think it's time for me to address it and put it out there, what I've been doing, because it would feel weird just not talking about it and hiding it. Yeah. And as we always say, we're not experts and what what we are about to talk about as well like and I think that's something to reiterate like we talk about this based on just an experience we're going through and we're just sharing the experience rather than actually trying to give anybody any advice absolutely and also I've had people um come to me over the last year and ask me directly like send me a message going Lise uh how are your hormones going or um what have you been doing lately and I will share what I've been doing with that person just you know directly mm-hmm. and I've had people comment saying um on that post you know you you shared that with me six months ago and it's changing my life uh, mm-hmm. and 
I've had, you know, I'm, I'm now doing this and it's helping with my cancer and all this kind of stuff. So there is definitely power behind sharing and, um, some people might find it really helps them in life and some people might not. So yeah, as we, as Jess said, we're not doctors, we're not professionals. We're just sharing because it could potentially help someone else down the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, at the start of this chat, I think we mentioned, um, or I did fasting, uh, sorry, fasting to your cycle. Yeah. So what, how, what you first kind of did is you started like exercising to your cycle. So, you know, you started move at mama and in those days it was four hit workouts a week and quite intense exercise outside of that, if, if anything else. And then, you know, fast forward to today, skipping a whole pile of info, but fast forward to today, more so training to your cycle and adapting your exercise to your cycle and more recently sort of in the last six months fasting to your cycle so do you want to tell us a bit about like how that came about because we have referenced a couple of podcasts on this podcast before that um people might have read into Heard you of. know yeah yeah yeah. um okay so it, 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 there's kind of a lot to it but in a nutshell and I'm not going to take too long to explain it um, after, as I said, my son, my youngest was about three. I started to get really, um, sort of PMS. Now move it. Mama had been going for about two and a half years by this stage. So it was, he was six months when sort of, I started sharing my workouts and that was when I was doing lots of high intensity. And I remember now looking back, people going, Oh, you need to take a rest lease. Like you're constantly burping pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, I don't, I'm fine. Like I was, it was, you know, giving me endorphins and it was helping me get some control back and. Yeah, so everything, I just kept going and, and you know, life was quite busy um, building the business and raising all the kids and. Um, raising all the kids. Yeah. So many. Like, yeah, and I just, it just, but it, there was so much joy in that busy, chaotic time and the most joy, which I should say raising my kids was also birthing and creating Move It Mama because that just gave me a total sense of purpose and just was so great anyway I then started getting PMS symptoms and quite bad ones and um I got I got knowledge of maybe I needed to sort of just tone back my workouts leading up to my period Mm -hmm. so um there's science behind that if you are working out quite hard before your period, that week leading up to period, you're actually putting your body in more stress than it needs mm -hmm. to, and it is able to handle because you don't mm -hmm. have the um, um, right amount of good hormones to let your body know that it's it's okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like that really makes sense to me. Okay, cool. So I started to sort of sort of tone back my workouts, and that was quite hard because during a high intensity, I'd have to not jump and not go fast and but deliver a high intensity so it was all a bit of a learning curve but anyway everyone loved it and enjoyed the fact that I was telling telling them about this because it's just stuff that we don't get taught at school or at high school is it in mm. puberty class mm -hmm. um so I didn't so that was that and that sort of helped me in my head space and mindset going into my weeks like I had more control with that knowledge 
And into your, just into your workout, say, you yeah. just sort of didn't dread them like you did no. at some points of the month. Yeah. And it also really made me aware of my body and go, oh, wow, I can't believe I haven't really noticed. I haven't looked into this before because it's really apparent. Like if I tried to smash out a hit workout the day before my period, it would, it's quite likely that it would leave me feeling worse than it did. And anyway, so that was all cool. I kind of learned, learned about that. Um, but then I was still experiencing, you know, the same kind of, um, PMS symptoms yet it was not as bad because I didn't put so much pressure on the exercise front so yeah. that was cool yeah but then I thought maybe I'm drinking too much wine maybe my liver is like clogged mm -hmm. so I, <laughs> I I remember you know trying thinking no I can't do that that's ridiculous maybe it's coffee no it can't be coffee and Anyway, then I sort of dabbled in the whole alcohol thing. And then that actually made me feel better because I was finding that alcohol made me a bit anxious and a bit overwhelmed come Monday and stuff. Even though I wasn't drinking bottles of wine, I just still feel like it was better for me to not have it, which was a huge learning curve in itself. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I definitely feel way more in control without that. I, it still didn't really take away my total PMS problems though. No. Yeah. It's like the... Like the knowledge of your cycle and adjusting that, like, gave you a sort of sense of mind and like a, a peace of mind and a reassurance, but kind of still didn't solve um, the feelings, eh? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the lack of alcohol did solve the come Monday feeling overwhelmed and depressed, uh, depression-y bit. And also it just decluttered my brain a bit. Like I didn't have to think about alcohol anymore, which was yeah. really cool. Loved yeah. that. Mm -hmm. it's as hard as it as it was mm. um it's about 14 and a half months now that mm. I last had a drop of alcohol mm. and it gets easier each each day sometimes mm. I still get a little bit triggered but I'm pretty good on the whole mm. um yeah. okay so then um I move at mama who's a mother of four boys older kids than mine um, sent me a podcast and it was a podcast delivered by my favorite podcast person, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. Now, because I am very, um, um, I really rate him and his work and he's an author of like five bestseller books and he's a doctor and he is someone I've always listened to over the last few years. I was quite interested in listening to this podcast. It was with a, another lady, a doctor called Dr. Mindy Pulse, which I've late, lately found out that she's not actually a doctor, I don't think. But anyway. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But she's pretty qualified and she's got a lot of, a lot of um, what word do I say, behind her. Like she's got a lot of she's probably credi a lot credentials. Of credentials. Uh, yeah, and, and, and study behind her, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, I listened to this podcast with Dr. Rangan Chatterjee and Dr. Mindy Pels, and it was quite, um, it was titled sort of like hormones and fasting, like a, like how to fast like a girl to rebalance your hormones. So I was like sold. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I've never even thought about this. All I knew about fasting was that you shouldn't fast if you're a female because it will raise your cortisol levels and it will tell your body that, oh my gosh, quick, there's a tiger coming and then it will store your fat and just completely stuff you up even more. Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I heard about fasting. So anyway, I thought, all right, well, I'll listen to this. And it was quite mind-blowing. 
Mm. I felt like it made a lot of sense. So after that day of listening to that, I then went and researched a bit more and watched all the YouTube videos. She's got so many on YouTube mm-hmm. and um, listened to other podcasts about um, fasting like it for a female and to rebalance and reset your gut microbiome, you heal your gut um, and in hope in time, rebalance and reset your hormones. So I thought this is something that is free. I don't Mm -hmm. have to go out to the health shop and spend hundreds of dollars on. Mm -hmm. um, And I could possibly just do it. Mm -hmm. It seems like something I could do. And there's in the book. So when I was out that day, the book was right there. It was so weird. It was one of those real weird moments where I went out. I think I was driving to the mall, listening to that podcast, got to the mall, hadn't even finished the podcast, got to the mall, went to the big W to get some stuff and went to the bookstore part. And it was just there. Mm. It was real Mm -hmm. weird. Mm -hmm. I was like, right, buy it. And so in the book, there's a 30 day reset. So it was like, you can follow this little plan that isn't too extreme. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't, I'm not up for at this point. I'm like, I just want to re- do the 30 day reset and just w- work through that, see how I feel and then continue on and mm-hmm. do it for a while and, and see what happens anyway. So I did that and I um, really liked that, liked knowing that I was doing something to hopefully heal myself. Mm but not sure if it would. But then fast forward a few months later, I definitely um, noticed a huge improvement with all my symptoms. Mm -hmm. And let's just kind of reiterate the fact that by the time you were picking up this book and listening to this podcast, in your mind really, and mine, because I have been a spectator and a sounding board through some of it, you had tried everything like, and you'd spent a lot of money and, you know, you had tried diff- various women's health doctors, professionals, um, pills, supplements. You had received a lot of advice from people, very warmly welcomed and grateful for it, but nothing had really helped. So you were kind of feeling like at a wit's end with everything and like your symptoms were quite debilitating and this is where you were at. So that's why you leapt it. Well, you know, that's why you were like straight away, I'll do this 30-day reset. Why not? It, it was honestly like... I felt like I was at a complete loss. Like mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I came here to Australia and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll ring up and book into a menopause doctor. And like, so I did that after going to a health woman's health doctor in Christchurch twice to only be told the same thing over and over again. Like, mm-hmm. well, you're too young to get HRT, which in hindsight, I could just say, I want HRT. Apparently you can just demand it. But I also felt like I wanted to, like, I wasn't at that point of demanding HRT yet. I sort of felt like there was something else out there for me. Um, and to be told to go on antidepressants for the second half of my cycle, which didn't sit right for me because my first half of my cycle, I'm a bunch of fluffy ducks and I'm a really positive person and I've always been a pretty positive person. So mm. I'm not like in bed, not wanting to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Like I, so I didn't, didn't really sit right with me. And also the other couple of things was to go on a contraceptive pill and to get the marina, tried all that. And it just wreaked havoc with my body and my brain. Um, so yeah, by the time I got hold of this podcast and book, I felt like I was really at the end of my tether and thought, Mm. okay, this sounds like something I could do and I can do it for free. And it excites me that possibly with all the science behind it and it really made sense to me. So that was something that was quite interesting too. I am somebody that 
finds it quite difficult to like understand factual and science stuff. But I really found this chat to make a really good bit of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I even got mum to read the book when she came to Australia in October last year. And I said, oh, no, she listened to the podcast mm-hmm. before she arrived because I wanted her to understand what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And she was in here with me in October because I didn't want her to think that I was doing something really completely weird and it didn't feel or look good. And she didn't, I didn't want her to worry about me. Mm-hmm. So she listened to it and she said it made complete sense to her. And it, yeah, mm-hmm. good, like, which I was really pleased about. As we know, we like pleasing our mother. Yeah, yeah. Our mother, yeah, she, yeah, you just wanted her to kind of un- fully understand why you were doing what you were doing and what that meant from a practical perspective, like day in, day out. And mm-hmm. Well, because um, she was going to have to witness me, like maybe not having breakfast one morning, or maybe, you know, um, yeah. eating certain foods in certain months, or I mean, mm. certain days of my cycle, and all that mm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we come from a very much a family of eaters and foodies, and we love food, and mm. a, we, we're very much um, routined like the rest of society to eat our three meals and our snacks and so on. So, mm. an adjustment. She, it got to the point that she was in um, the Sunshine Coast for like, I think, 14 days. And we managed to eat about eight acai bowls yeah. in that time, even though I was fasting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like we, you know, obviously as the book and the podcast alludes to, you don't fast every day. You fast to your cycle. So it, for me, it kind of, it was easy for me to kind of jump in on it because I do get a regular cycle. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people listening might be like, well, what do I do if I don't really get regular periods? And that's obviously stuff that you need to kind of source and find out what to do with that. I know there is stuff about that in the book Mm. and the podcast, and you can sort of try and investigate that a bit further. But for me, I kind of get my period every 27, 28 days. So I could just go straight on to like um, doing the reset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I had something to say and I can't remember. In where the I was book, going. I've had a few um, messages about like, oh, do you follow the recipes in the book and do you eat exactly? And I'm like, no way, I don't do that. Like, I don't want to make this such a big deal in the fact that I only um, eat what the book tells me. I am not like that at all. I'm following the guide as in like, I will let my, I won't eat between these hours and the t- this time of my cycle because I know that it's going to heal and repair my gut and my hormones and it's all doing good stuff for me. Mm-hmm. There's a plane. Can you hear it? No, no. Um, and what the important thing is, is that when you say, if you do fast, say I'm on day six where I do my long fast, I know that I break my fast with good fats and good protein. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to break my fast with deep fried potato gems or, um, a, you know, something an ice cream sundae. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be smart with what I, and I'm going to be prepared and organized to go, right, I need to have avocado, eggs and sauerkraut or something to have first or, and then, or yogurt or whatever. And then, so that's really important too, because you want to keep what that does is if you fast and then you break your fast with something like not nutritious, it doesn't actually help really repair the gut and mm-hmm, repair the cells mm-hmm. and balance your hormones. So you've got to mm-hmm. be quite organized and smart with your grocery shops mm. and have things in your pantry like nuts and seeds mm. and berries and just 
you know, I, I eat very similar food to what I always ate. I'm just more mindful about w- what when to and eat where and when. stuff. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Three things you should know about Lisa's when she does something, she does it properly. Number one. Number two, she's well but researched and knowledge is her power. Yes. You're interrupting me. Yeah, you know how I said I do it properly. I'm not doing it pedantically properly. Like I'm not following shit like that big time no. to down to the T. No, but you'll do things that you that that you'll do it properly, as in you'll do it well enough to to know that you're doing it well enough to possibly reap the benefits type thing. You know what I mm. mean? Yeah, I know. Um, now I've forgotten the third. Sorry. <laughs> um, what was the so second? The second was that you are well-researched and put a lot of your energy into finding out more about this. It wasn't just mm-hmm. like, so if I put it to me, so I wouldn't really do this because I do believe I've got like a tendency to get overly obsessed and it would become a bit of a, a, a negative, I, I don't think the behaviours would be good for me at the moment um and I think that if it were me 10 years ago I'd go give me that book read the read go skip to the diagram of the of 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 the of what you meant to do whatever skip to that just do it I wouldn't know Mm -hmm. anything I wouldn't Mm -hmm. research it I wouldn't Mm -hmm. know any of the background or the context Mm -hmm. or any of the science and I just do it because I'd be like make me lose weight Mm. you know Mm-hmm. to stress again that this was not about weight for you it's about no. how you feel we're massive yeah. advocates for that and we talk about it all the bloody time you know what makes me a little bit nervous and a bit uh, you as well is that us discussing this what if someone is ha- having a massive problems with pms or rage yeah. or whatever yeah and has a um yeah. negative body yeah. issues <clears throat> That I worry about you people that will think, oh, well, well great. Well, what am I going to do? And mm-hmm. that yeah. is, again, me. I'm talking to you in the fact that, you know what, it might not, it, it wouldn't work for you because. It's, um that's where it's, that's why we're hesitant to talk about it, isn't it? That in a nutshell is one reason. But I think at the end but of I the think- day, if they're at their wits end with it, they mm. should seek guidance from a mm. professional. Absolutely. To talk about this um this maybe or whether that's actually just not an option you know for some people it just won't be no matter mm. what for others mm-hmm. maybe there's a safe way of going around it yeah you just don't really know yeah so talk to somebody um a professional as Jesus yeah. just said yeah because you could do it in a milder form or you could do something along the lines to try and repair your hormones but that's what is quite a worry to always discuss this kind of stuff because we don't want people to watch people do a lot of look at social media look at and listen to us and go oh Lise does this I'm going to do it too and then that will happen to me because in hindsight we know that not one case fits all yeah yeah exactly and and we're all different and our head spaces are all different and what we um think about our bodies and our food and our brain is all so different I would say what was really interesting about the comments on that post that you made were there was a running theme one of which was many women have gone to a doctor who's just said get on the pill get on the marina or take antidepressants and many of us are like okay fine 
you know, fuck, I'm Well, desperate. that's it. And you were nearly there and you were like, I no, did do the marina for nine months. Exactly. And you would have taken an antidepressant. You have no shame in I that. Was that's totally. Gonna, yeah. But I also, went in going, I'm probably going to get an antidepressant. Yeah. And that, if, that yeah. changes, if that changes me and makes me happier for that second half, I will do that. Fine. Yeah. But also at the same, or on the flip side, you're someone who really likes to keep digging and try and sort things out, yeah. like from the inside type thing. Um, but it's, really it's funny. a real thing because, and, and I mean, you know, when we're 15 and we're getting our period, we've, we've had our period at 15 and then we're like, fuck, period pain sucks. And then we, our parents, we know that we're possibly going to be sexually active soon. The doctors just put us on a pill and like, mm. it's not necessarily the best thing, but it's a similar concept, you know? It's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's like, um, a quick band-aid fix to don't get your daughter pregnant. Yeah, um, which, which is probably the priority to be That's fair. the priority. Yeah. But then, yeah, and uh, totally. And mm. I, I would do the same probably. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you just have to be open with that kind of communication eh, of like um, – and also once you start learning about your cycle and taking control of your cycle, your cycle isn't – my cycle now, I don't feel negative about my cycle. Like – I read this book called, I got it from the library called the Period Repair Manual Mm, mm -hmm. and also Period Queen. Mm. And it was talking about your period in like a really positive way. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think from when you're 15, you just grow up thinking your period sucks and you Mm -hmm. sort of make a big deal of like to the, well, you boys are so lucky. You don't have to bleed every month and get period pain. It it, it does suck. But yeah, I know. I understand. It's a a wonderful thing. (laughs) Well, using it as a, a, no, well, not, yeah. It should be it celebrated. Yeah. Well, but using it um, to, to for your body, not against your body. So in saying that, like this week, I've really got a, not a too busy schedule. So I haven't like booked in going to appointments or going to um, having to be places because I know that this week is when I'm due my period in a few days. And so it's there's a real power in that. And obviously I am able to do that because I'm I've got a job that I can work from home and it's mm. flexible. Mm. Work but privilege. also like work say privilege. yeah, but say if you are a full time <laughs> working woman, you can make sure you don't do afternoon after dinner after work drinks that week. Or mm-hmm. you know, get yourself mm-hmm. to bed earlier. Mm. Prioritize extra sleep and a little bit of extra food that week and nourish your body going into your period. Mm. And then when when you're in uh, when you've got your period, you know that your hormones are ramping up and the fact that you can have difficult conversations, make difficult work decisions, um, write an essay, go and do a hundred burpees during ovulation. Like there's there's power in knowing our cycle and where we are mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of being super negative about a cycle and I was so sick of feeling completely negative about my cycle Mm -hmm. it got to that point where I was like I need to do something about this this is no way to live Mm. a lot of people will struggle like that point you just made about like you know fewer appointments on the week and blah 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 like you I think a lot of people would have a work life or a family life or whatever that's that's really hard to do but much like fitting an exercise I believe there can be kind of somehow some things pull strings that can maybe be pulled but perhaps not in everyone's situation but it brings me to the podcast this like 18 minute one that I listened to with Ring and Chatterjee on the plane it was five regrets of the she's dying. the dying the five mm. have you listened to that one I have but I can't remember the five 
Well, one of the, one of them was I wish I hadn't worked so hard, and like mm. she, you know, easier said than done for people. But a big thing she was like, even if that is two hours a fortnight, where you're like, do something that just allows you allows you to not work, like something really act proactively not working, um, mm. finding these pockets somehow. Easier said. Than done I was listening people. to a podcast on the way home from school drop this morning and um, about, you know, we now have this amazing access to technology. So our our jobs should be done like half, like cut in half with the time. Like t- it was about time and how back in the day, you know, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, whatever, maybe even 30, 20 years ago, things took longer because we didn't have access to like technology. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now we ha- should really be getting things done quicker mm-hmm. and having more space. Mm. Our days should we should be getting shit done faster, so you've got more time in your day. Like you really should have more time in your day. Yeah. And it was just quite fascinating that point. I was like, "You're so right in that respect." So I think uh, you know a morning routine is really important. Like get up a bit earlier. I put wash, I had washing out early this morning and I'm finding that really amazing. Like, so every day we, our alarm is at five. So mm-hmm. we get woken, we don't wake up at five, but mm-hmm. we've so into that routine now that even if um, the boys had board training at six this morning, so the alarm didn't have to go off at five, but it did every day. So we're getting up at five. I sort of slumber a little bit, 10 minutes. Then I get out, I go look outside. I look at the light, mm-hmm. the sky. I then go and put a load of washing on and, like so I think we need to just be really mindful and I know that some of our lives are super busy and super hard with clinging children and babies and stuff but exercise and getting up at the same time every morning and getting your water in and doing little productive things to kind of make your mind a bit clearer and more organized can help with um, fitting in more productive ticking off the jobs and be more productive during the days. Do you know what I mean? That was my third point that I forgot before was you're organized. Oh, yeah, I am organized. But I'm not naturally organized. No, but you have to be because you decided to have four kids. No, no, but like, yeah, but what I'm saying (laughs) is there's a lot of people might be going, oh, no, I can't get that done. But I'm like, you can. You just have to put it in your head. So I Mm. I know that people have different um, stresses in their lives. We're all got different lives, right? Mm, But mm. it's... I'm not born organized. Like no, I have, yeah. I have trained myself to be organized. Yeah, but man, those motherfuckers that are, shit. Yeah, shit. I, I don't think I am that natural organized person. No, I, I am. I I always have to think one step ahead. And I I mm. suppose having four kids taught me that. Yeah, I um, think starting so. move at mama. Like I knew that mm. I needed to have four bowls of cereal and four mm. glasses of water, cups, plastic cups or bottles, set out for me to work out because. I didn't want to work out when they napped. I wanted to be doing other things when they napped. I wanted to work out while they were playing around me Mm. for them to watch me, for them to learn what it felt like for 20 minutes to just fend on their own, for Mm -hmm. them to um, see how I felt at the end of the workout, for them to witness my mood change, for just, you know, I had to be organized for that. Mm. I was having a conversation this morning. I was like, my kids are very rarely in my workouts already, you know, two and four, nearly Mm. three. Mm. Like, 
They're so used to it now. That's the only thing. That's they're it. around, but the novelty's worn off. And yeah. like that can happen if you're consistent. Consistency is the key to like everything here. Yeah. Isn't it? But, you know, if you are consistent with it, they will get over it. And at one point, not always, but at one point in time, you'll go like, hold on. They don't bother me as much. They're not all over me as much. Yeah, like, it's just crazy, isn't it? Like, I still remember very clearly when I was doing mountain climbers and they're on my back. Oh, underneath me. You know, <laughs> yeah. but, but with a bit of persistence, consistence and discipline, it it, it pays off. And I was grit. thinking actually today, yeah, grit, mental strength and toughness. I was thinking today how like, in my workouts, they should be playing in the pool behind me. Like, but then back in the day, I'd be like, no, I don't want anyone in my mm -hmm. workouts. Mm. So, you know, it, it is crazy how with a bit of discipline and grit, mm -hmm. you can get, you can reap benefits and move forward with life. We had an email pop into our, one of our inboxes a few days ago and I've just replied to it. Um, you know, don't like uh, the plan was nearly canceling. Don't cancel me. I will get started or, um, you know, I'm just in a bit of a slump waiting for motivation type thing and I saw another comment on your post yesterday about that like I will get started like I just I just want to I just want to transport myself to that person yeah, and be take like and yeah go, and be on, like, go. just go just start please stop overthinking it I don't know how we've even gotten to this point again here we go again about motivation mm. to exercise but you know just stop even thinking about it and just start start mm. Yeah, so many people on that post. This is a different post that I um, wrote on in Spread the Sparkle, which is the private Facebook community. Um, the and I asked a few questions about like, you know, what's your favorite workout? How old are you? And it's just bl mind blowing about the answers, and so proud of so many people, mm -hmm. and then also so proud of the people that are still sticking in there, knowing that you know, in the hope that they are going to start. And our hope for you, if you're listening to this, is just to put on from the beginning or put on um, Back to Basics or Jesse's postpartum course or just just start. And there is a workout in there that you will feel like you can achieve. From mm -hmm. the beginning, it's there for you to achieve. And that's the key, feeling success. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, anyway, round way, round about backwards and to and fro. We've gone mm -hmm. from lots of places in this mm -hmm. podium. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that the fasting chat is interesting and I think we can, we, we've probably done its course, eh? But, um, yeah, I think so. You know, If we, anyone's got any questions for me, like message me directly, I'm totally happy to talk to you about it. But mm -hmm. I don't want to keep banging on about it because mm. obviously we know that um, it's not going to be a magic thing that's going to help everybody. It might mm. actually, you've got to think to yourself, is this going to heal me or is it going to harm me? And use your great intuition and answering that question but yeah always open um to talk to you about it personally so okay. just hit me mm. and at this current point in time you're expecting your period and all in all generally speaking you feel like your hormones are kind of sorted Yes, I definitely back. feel like I don't have negative feelings towards Dan. Like I felt like that was a big thing. You know mm -hmm. how a lot of people say, um, you know, their partners look at them the week leading up to the period they want to like, you know, kill them. But I sort of feel <laughs> like I, um, yeah, I don't feel like that. I feel like that kind of rage, that out of con like I feel I'm in control. Mm. Um, my kids are testing me at the moment. I think I am quite sensitive 
um, right now. I'm due my period in about four days. And we've had a family death a few weeks ago, but there was like the memorial on Tuesday and I felt really down about not being there for that. Um, I felt a bit homesick that I think it's a bit heightened because I'm a bit sensitive because of my um, leading into my period. So I'm definitely mm. still feeling things. Mm. Um, but on a whole, I'm not like, like hanging out for my period to happen. Like I feel, used to be, yeah. Yeah. I used to be just like an absolute trunch ball. And mm. I definitely feel soft. I've softened and I'm feeling way more in control and I'm really enjoying my exercise regime, like knowing that I can just do whatever I need to do. Um, like last week I smashed out two high intensities. It was a pleasure. Whereas this week, there's no way I'd want to do that. And I know that a hundred percent that there's no way my body would reap any benefit from that. Yeah. So I love the fact I'm way more in control um, of everything. Yeah. So generally I'm feeling pretty good. My boobs are a bit sore this month, which I'm trying to think about possibly it was a, I had a stressful summer break. I had lots of people in my house and I know that you sort of take your cycle, go, you look back a hundred days or a few months before and. I do think we're quite a stressful December, mm. which wasn't 100 days ago, but maybe 60. I don't know. But, yeah, you just have to be open to think about that and let it go. And, yeah, boobs are a bit sore, mm. but it, it's gone from two weeks of soreness to a week of, you know, this mm -hmm. week it's been about a week of soreness, mm -hmm. whereas every other cycle has only been like a couple of days and maybe not even that bad. So there's a lot to our, our female body. Mm. Mm. I've had a few messages kind of along the theme or along the lines of like, what workouts should I do to lose weight? And uh, another one has just popped in actually this morning, um, wanting success stories before joining Movement Mama of women who are over a size 12 wanting to lose weight and how they've gone. And I don't, to be honest, I don't know how to reply because there's a real conflict for me. On one hand, I'm like, you are justified in wanting to see for yourself that people have had success in inverted commas with Move It Mama and the program that we do and in wanting to lose weight. And like I'd say a large portion of our community and our audience have weight loss in mind. Um, but on the other hand, how do you tell someone who and we we actually do we actually do tell people this all the time so maybe you'll reply but like how do you also tell someone who is so um on that bandwagon of give me the results show me the inches off the waist show me how I can go from a size 14 to a size 10 or you know and how do you how do you sell them exercise and habits and priority, prioritizing those for how they feel and why they should do that. And, you know. Maybe we need to ask our community. How do you tell them? Is yeah. there anyone out there listening that can help answer this woman's question? Write to me, lisa at moveitmama.co.nz. Um, mm. I think, you know, I, I get that person's query. Yes, and same. as you, as we say, it's valid that people want to lose weight, but how do you um, change someone's mind 
Mm. and put it in the forefront of their brain that actually exercise should be used as a mental reset. Well, also the elephant in the room is that exercise isn't the isn't the sole answer to losing weight. So it's like it's likely not going to be your workout split that's going to actually lose weight. What I was going to say is that when you are exercising to feel good, you then want to fuel your body. We've talked about this so Mm. many times nutritious food. Remember that back in the day, abs are made in the kitchen. Mm. (laughs) Um, I think, you know, regular, consistent exercise, sleep, water, fueling your body with nutritious food, surely that is going to make you feel so good and that will be your discipline to keep going and then you will see results. Mm -hmm. But if you Mm -hmm. are somebody that is possibly a size 12 and maybe you were, you know, a different size before joining Move It Mama and you've used Move It Mama as a... um, as a piece on the platter to help your mental health and physical well-being and it's worked for you with alongside um, learning about other parts of the platter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. message us and mm. and what happened how did it help you and ha- what did you do what did you do what did you put in your brain to get you through that time you know mm. Um, for for anyone listening who I, who who isn't in a movement, mama, I suppose, and like has the same question, basically, I would say, like, from what we have, the discussions we have had, and the testimonials face to face that we've had, or whatever, mm. there, there's no actual secret recipe. It's there's no nothing secret. There's nothing shocking. It's literally like I came in. I started with back to basics, did back to basics for ages. I got really used to the moves. I then started to do harder workouts, like some high intensity strength and loaded and the occasional box jam and yoga, whatever. And then, oh, you guys talk so much about exercising for how you feel good. So suddenly I'm not really like just thinking about my weight while I'm doing all this exercise. And then also, you know, you give great food tips and we eat better. We make better food choices. And I also drink water and I'm prioritizing my sleep. And wow, you said something like, Get your sparkle back. I know what you mean now. And I've got my sparkle back. Well, this that's is, that was my goes. journey. That was my journey. <laughs> yeah. And After that's a lot of people's child. journey. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I used to be like, oh, I have to exercise today because I haven't exercised in three days. Like I would never really think that now. Like it's just something that I do. Most mornings I move my body. Today I did a stretch lately, but you know, how, how beautiful just to do a stretch, but that was classified as moving my body. Yeah. So, you don't have to full throttle yeah mm. um all right and otherwise do you have a sparkle spreader oh gosh we onto that already mm. um yeah where okay, else my, are you gonna go oh, i've got a well i <laughs> um i have got my eldest child oh gosh i mm. but i did what he's got his job tonight tonight yeah mm. so rico has gone and got himself a job which is one of those things that milestone yeah, kind of caught me off guard. Like, didn't think I'd feel a bit like, wow. But he's going tonight at five o'clock. And I just looked at his phone. He's got this phone that he got for Christmas that he never takes anywhere and anyway. But I just looked at his, he, he's allowed it from seven to eight at night. And it's so funny. He texts his mates. And I just saw he was texting his uncle Parisi, who's 17. And I looked at the messages because I'm allowed to do that as a mother. He's only 13. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, it was like, I've got a job. Um, I start a job on Thursday night and Parisi said um oh cool you're nervous and Rico wrote yeah 
And then um, Tracy <laughs> wrote back saying, but your mum will go with you, yeah? And he goes, oh, I'm not sure. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going. <laughs> and then it said, Rico said, I get to have a pizza every time I work. <laughs> Does he? No idea. The guy did. I was with Rico. I've I've been with Rico. Rico hasn't told you about this. No, I've been with Rico with the boss at every time we've conversed. We've met once with Rico and then the man texts Rico and there was no mention of a pizza. He's thinking because his friend works at the pizza shop down the road and he gets a pizza. This is a different business, guys. Where he's working is a little restaurant. It's up the road. I think they do good pizza, said our friends. So he's thinking because Mana gets a pizza at his sh- at his job that Rico will get something free. He legit thinks he's fucking won gold. <laughs> What's going to happen tonight? I can't even cope. He'll get home. No I pizza. Just, no I pizza. Just, I know having little children is really hard. I am not going to take that away from you guys. I moaned daily. Ask my mother about having little children. Ask me. But this kind of um, <laughs> this kind of shit, uh, like. It's harder. I'm waiting. It's harder. Just right now, no, everyone, (laughs) validate everyone's stages and ages and phases. It's fine. But please validate mine and the fact that tonight, (laughs) come 8.15, when he rocks up home off his bike, I wonder what the feedback will be. You know, will it be, oh, it was so boring. I just had to wash dishes the whole time. I didn't even get a free feed. It will be that, won't it? Surely. I said to him, this is a, I don't know. I've (laughs) got to try and get my chat on with this, Jess. But I'm, as we know, with our hormones, chat before your period doesn't come naturally, like the structure. So less is more we know with boys too. So I don't know, Just this is just what working's like, Rico. What Maybe you should just not really ask too much. Let him grunt. Let him give yes, you very right. little until okay. your period of bleed happens next week. You can <laughs> Next week nah, or Saturday I, shift. I reckon just don't. You're right. And the fact he'll tell me stuff when he's ready to tell me. So don't go in and go like, what was it like? Were you polite? Were you did no. it? Like just yeah. shut mirror, up. Mirror his communication yes, Thank you. Okay, good. This is good for me. So yeah. anyway, that's a sparkle spreader of mine. Possibly could go wrong by 8.15 tonight. Far out. Um, um, mine would be that little short like I had two things. The little short podcast that I mentioned before, Feel Better Live More, and it was the five regrets from the dying. And her name was Bronnie. She's an Australian woman. And her name was Bronnie Ware. And one, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Three, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Five, I wish I had let myself be happier. She was at the bedside of many dying people and these were the most, you know, the most common themes. And um, I listened to that on our way to uh, Wellington and it felt apt, apt, apt. Apparent? Apt. Apt, yeah. Poignant. (laughs) Poignant, yeah. And she was saying how like... um, it's not apt, eh? Apt isn't even a word. I've got something to tell you on this. Quite keep going. So it is apt, fitting. Yeah, fitting. Yeah. So um, I one thing she mentioned at the start was as well, like we need to get better at like accepting death. So as horrible as that sounds, and you know, she said as 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 harrowing as it is to lose someone as a child, a baby, a 
whatever, anytime. It's awful, but also it's life and you're not guaranteed retirement. You're not guaranteed to like go through and then go and live out your retirement. No one is. And so we also need to just accept that it is life that we die. Mm. And on that note, I want to go and buy an Asaibo. <laughs> yeah, life's still short. Yeah. Hey, um, um no, yes. yeah, that's it is true. And I understand that what you're saying. Mm. So seize the day and and grab those little moments of joy. Always have sort of something to look forward to, like even if it's your coffee or even if it's your delicious lunch that you're you know that you're looking forward to, or going to bed earlier than usual and getting into a good book. Like I've sort of got myself really strict on my night routine now and it's really helping me Mm. with falling asleep at night, big time. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have my phone from eight o'clock. I don't even have it in my room. Mm. I read my book and I'm by the time I need to go to sleep, it's just, I'm ready to sleep, you know? And that's a huge change for me. I have have a friend who doesn't sleep very well at all. And we're talking this morning about how, like I said, I don't, I hate that I don't really relate because I don't know. I, I know how broken sleep feels with babies and stuff like that, but I don't know what that like, uh, you know, insomnia or whatever you would call it mm. feels like and how bad, how shit you can feel if you're not getting sleep. So yeah, anyway, I don't know what I was going to say about that, but my that brings me to, speaking of night routine, my new latest um, discovery is a face tan oil of the Mecca brand and you just add a couple of drops to your night moisturizer or your sunblock in the morning or whatever and it just gives you a little bit of a glow that so when you do have a client at 5 30 a.m and you'd want to feel a bit fresh you just have your face tan oil on from the I thought before. you've already dabbled in some kind of face tan oil a year ago or so eco tan water I did about hmm. three years ago it probably went right. off so I threw it away <laughs> I'm enjoying so does this, this go one. on your pillow at all? Nah, and um, first first one time I forgot to wash my hands afterwards, and I had orange hands. But oh, um, I saw that on Instagram actually. If, yeah, but I'm back into it now, and just really, 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 really scrubbing my hands afterwards, and it's just really enjoyable. I rate it. It's cool, darling. Mm. Did you know that? I think maybe on a podcast we discussed the word like albeit or something. Albeit, yeah. So do you know that it's all be it? That's yes. what it stands for. Yeah, well, that's how it's spelled. Like all be it. All yeah. be it. Why well, it's not you... spelled like that because it, it lacks one, one L. L. Yeah, yeah, one L. That's thought. confusing. All be it. Yeah, I didn't know. Did you think it was albeit? I had no fucking idea of what <laughs> it actually, like, I, albeit. Like, I didn't know that it meant, like, all be it, which is Well, that's really kind of more how you pronounce it, isn't it? Like, I all think be I did it, an blah, English blah, blah. degree at university. Yep, C's get degrees, babes. Well, don't even start with that. That's what Rico was saying today. That oh, I'm just going to aim for a C. I'm like, you're not going to aim for a C. <laughs> you don't go through life aiming for a C. <laughs> Who got C's? I'm like, I don't even know how to parent. I just I tried to get A's. <laughs> how do you parent like teenagers? God, sure. help me. I am not sure. As I think though, I don't. I do think his attitude is different to the others. The others would not say that. Like the others want to get A's. My not that they might get A's. Who cares if they don't get A's? But just the attitude of like, oh, I'm just going to get a C. I just, I'm yeah, just aiming how for annoying. a C. How annoying. Is that annoying or is <laughs> that me having, do I just need to be like, that's sweet, as long as he wants to get a C and he actually wants to pass? Um, 
yeah, I don't know. You could dig deeper one stage, sit I, him I, down and be like, you should try harder than I that. I have already discussed that. This morning I had to discuss on the way to school about their negativity and how like it's just really tiring and like if – Anyway, and then so blessed my cute, some of my cute sons. They all get out. Love you so much, mum. All of them, even that one. But Carlos cuddled me and sort of kissed me on the neck and said, sorry, mum, I didn't go for a swim with you today. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. And then the other littlest child goes, sorry, mum. Now you can just do whatever you want today, okay? (laughs) Because if he's giving you permission. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh the innocence eh? yeah it's just crazy anyway all right well I loved your sparkle spreader sorry it took a while we kind of detoured on it is that the only one you said you had two you talked I about the five I did wishes of the dying what's the next one the tan turn oil <laughs> yeah, yeah high so. high up there on really important yeah, yeah, things cool. but you know I know people are in the market for that kind of shit Guys. absolutely especially mm. with um you know uh we this discourages wrinkles discourages wrinkles well sunshine if, it, if you don't oh you should, right you know yeah. if you're wanting to have a face tan in the sun that's not great so it's mm, good to I have don't face do tan. yeah no, and we um, know this yeah uh and, really good actually it's got a nice shine on it oh that's just the camera also um what was I going to say? The Mecca brand in general, the Mecca is like, you know, the home brand of Woolworths. The Mecca brand is not super pricey. It's like quite an affordable line. I think, yeah. Anyway. Do you go to Mecca quite a bit? Like I go to Mecca <laughs> once a year to replenish my mascara and my tinted moisturizer. I get quite a bit there. I'm quite into it. But also I'm aware of this kind of, you know, tween Sephora culture, they call it, where these 10-year-olds are fucking all over Mecca and trying to get all this active skincare and it is actually blowing my mind. So anyway, we've talked about that before. We won't go into it. We were meant to finish on a high sparkly note, so we won't go into that. See yeah, you okay. next time on the Sparkle <laughs> Pod and hopefully next time it'll be Wednesday. And hopefully um, it will be like maybe some lols. I feel like we didn't really get many lols this this week, but that's okay, guys. You win some, you lose some. I'm sure you enjoyed our chat while you folded the washing. And I hope you took joy in folding and folded it properly and creased nicely and have got lovely piles. Um, Yeah, and put it away or get your kids to put it away. Oh, mine Another isn't even folded. Mine's just piled up and then Yours is never folded. Oh, who's got time for that shit? <laughs> All right, see you later. Bye. See you next time. Bye.